one and all it is episode 46 here on the uh podcast heavy metal over a six-pack thank you for joining us talking music drinking beers and other uh worldly spirits uh, we're fancy today worldly spirits yes i'm gonna i call it worldly, worldly spirits, spirits because uh anthony decided to uh, kill a a sea animal <laughs> and drink well, its thanks just make me so terrible and drink its blood according to the squeeze, uh squeeze sounds dirty Squeeze. Squeeze. Mm. I'm just kidding. Hey, if, if anybody, ac- if you actually follow us on the Instagram, then you know we. Uh, he, he he posted a picture. I it's did. not really. It's not really sea creature, semen or anything like that. And then some semen dribbled over the side of the boat. Extra semen on your poop. Yeah. You're either talking very quietly or your volume's not loud. Enough. My volume is wicked loud. loud. Do we need Do we need to turn Jay up? You turn me up. Turn everybody up, except for me. You don't have to turn me up. My voice is raspy and, and painful. Heavy metal headlines. Mm-hmm. Well, with the uh, awkward starts being uh, being said, we'll just uh, we'll just move right along with our day. I believe we have a heavy heavy metal headlines to start off with today. Anthony, if you're queued up, why don't you go ahead and start us off today? Do it. Do it. So I have our um. Well, he's not in the metal genre anymore but we have uh mr aaron lewis um so the the actual uh article says stains aaron lewis doing metal screams over country music is a must see but uh so evidently he has a new cd coming out so we uh they have a it's live in nashville um aaron lewis posted this himself so they ended up playing a stain song near the end of it and he does like this long drawn out scream mind you this is a country band so it's it's very mellow and you can just see the get band behind him just smiling like he knows he knows what's going on but i'm, I'm actually gonna play that part just so everyone can hear it i think it's kind of funny i'll uh Beautiful. Can you imagine the people who didn't <laughs> just didn't expect who that? Who had no idea that like, he what? did metal music right? before? What is he doing? Something wrong? Charles. <laughs> Something wrong with him? I don't really think that's a secret, though. 
That is that is he does metal music. Like, like it's like I've actually no, seen but I'm sure that there are some people. I'm who sure there's some people who have no idea. Go to the shows just because he's country. You probably have no idea about his past. He plays actually quite a few Stain songs at his country set. Does right, he? but they probably don't even think twice about it. Look at the Hootie and the Blowfish guy. Uh, what's his, uh, Darian Darian Rucker? Darius Rucker. Thank you. He, play, he, he plays he, he plays Hootie and the Blowfish songs too. Does he? Interesting. That's so unfortunate. <laughs> well, he doesn't play like a whole set of them, but it's like one or two. It's kind of like just a, throws them in the mix, like, like a link die. to the past, like you know, and you, you get the key tire instead of like some yeah, other link stuff. to the past. Hold that. That's how I know there are no gods of music, because if they were gods of music, they'd go back and they'd just erase just random bands. Random bands from <laughs> goodbye, goodbye. History. We all made this like happen. No. Starting it. Max, you get some for us? Yeah, so I have a question for the panel. Until I get ridiculed no. endlessly. Are you the panel? You are. You are you are you are my my, my panel of uh I'm gonna use the word individuals. You're my panel of individuals. That's that's a, that's a good word for it. The almond so goes if, to the um, peanut gallery. If Cashews. uh just whatever. Let me ask you, if Nickelback was to release an album that they consider to be heavy metal, would that be considered a crossover album for said Nickelback? I'm going to go, honestly, I'm going to go with no. Because if you listen to their first album, Silver Set Up, and partially into the second album, oh no, I'm sorry, <clears throat> Silver Set Up's not their first. But um, in any case, they have they have the, the <laughs> instrumental uh, talent to do it. No, they don't. They sure damn do. No, they don't. They damn well do. Dude, so, their two biggest hits are the exact same song. No, I'm talking about hits. So I guess an interesting follow-up to that would be because we just mentioned that like nobody knows that Aaron Lewis was in Stained, apparently. How are the nickel current Nickelback teeny boppers going to handle it? Well, the fans metal? are going to handle it at all. So, in a, um, a uh, article that I have borrowed from WAAF Radio, uh, dated February 1st, 2019, uh, Nickelback wants to release a heavy album. Metal is what makes me go. Um, they, good for them, man. After releasing a Metallica cover that was so good, people had to stop using them as the butt of their jokes for a full day. Nickelback is thinking that maybe it's time for them to get heavy. I don't know who stopped using them as the butt of their jokes, but that's, <laughs> that, that's okay. That's okay. And really, you chose Metallica to prove you were heavy? Exactly. Um, article goes on to say that the, uh, the evolution of the frequently memed band's sound has meant, has meant going darker and using driving power chords as their songs meet and potatoes, while still not quite to a headbanging level of heaviness. Nickelback's 2017 album, Feed the Machine, is the most metal-leaning work they've released to date. Uh, I and a totally agree with that. But in anyway. a uh, recent interview with Wall of Sound, bassist, bassist Mike Kroger revealed their thoughts about fully committing brother? to a heavier sound. I would love to. Metal is what makes me go. It's what I listen to without fail. He explains when they asked if uh, if they would do a uh, prog metal album, progressive metal album. Uh, if we could actually sink in and do a metal album, Kroger says, all four of us would love it. He continues after admitting he and his bandmates' listening habits are much heavier than the music they end up making. That's usually the case. It's also the case yeah. in the okay. opposite way too. I see, and I have to to say that in no way, shape, or form is are they progressive metal. They're more like pop metal. No, I mean, well, what they're trying to say is they're going to try to. They want to make an album that's actually on the heavier side of things. That's why right. I. Well, I, no, 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 I get that. I just. 
I don't think they have it in them. I think they do. Now, I remember like the, when the first two albums were released, I, I, I can honestly say that I don't follow the Nickelback career. I mean, I actually lo- didn't mind them when they first came out. Like, I don't mind their first couple of albums. I have nope. the first album. I won't lie. And I, I remember actually like listening, uh, or not listening, but like reading articles, reading it, you know, like listening to interviews and like whatnot, where they were actually saying like if you actually go to a Nickelback show, it's a heavier experience than like what one would maybe expect. And most live shows are. Yeah, generally. But to, I don't know. It's a. I think it's. You'll never know until it happens. Honestly, the problem is they're Nickelback. And they've been so no matter what they put out, it's gonna get butchered, slayed, hmm. horrified. So I like this is why I say like is it is it a good strategy to try to put out something that you want to put out because of something that you're actually into, or are you gonna confuse your fans and, and enrage? <laughs> Probably just confuse the piss out of them. Right. So you you confuse your current fans and then you just enrage the current metal fans. But at this point, what does Nickelback have to lose? Man, I, I, he's got a point. I mean, they Money. they've kind of. Yes and no. Eh, no, they've kind of they're dropped. still gonna play their songs on the radio. They've uh, yeah, they've kind of. I mean, I feel like Nickelback's kind of come. They've done their thing. They did what they wanted, and they've kind of. That's why they feed the machine. It's just that it's not didn't really go anywhere. Gonna, would they, well, let me ask. Would they be? Would they? Would would a band like Nickelback that has like so much commercial success? Would they be happy with uh, with slowing down and going to the smaller venues? Primo example. I'd have to look up with the album name because I forget what it's called. But Creed, Creed used to be on the radio twenty four seven. Yeah, and then and Overcome came out. And Overcome, thank you. Mm-hmm. They don't play anything off of Overcome because no, it's heavy as shit. <laughs> so Creed disappeared and is now. Well, Scott also went crazy. Unfortunately. Well, that's the thing. They they destroyed themselves. You know. It's it, the thing is, is, you almost like lock yourself in. You know what I mean? Like, as soon as you go that pop route, everyone's like, and you, you get big, and then it's like, well, now i kind of stuck here. See, I don't know. I agree and disagree because um, when you look at band, like, I mean, it worked for the Beatles. The Beatles were all pop. Very, very poppy boy band. I like the part of the Beatles where they like went orchestrate, like with orchestras and animal noises. Which was right before, (laughs) like that was the the, the doorway to we're doing drugs. Yoko Ono secretly in the background saying that they're going to kill John Lennon. (laughs) (laughs) I I like when you can tell bands stop doing drugs. (laughs) Like that one CD comes out and you're like, oh no. Aerosmith. Somebody stop doing blow because this is horrible. Yeah. They right. play one of their songs on stage. It's like, wow, this song really blows. <laughs> was it after Who wrote the, this shit? <laughs> right? After the album Pump, I think it was, from Aerosmith. That was when they stopped doing drugs. That sounds about right. It's the Janie's Got a Gun album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that, that definitely sounds right. So I, I actually don't know anything about this Metallica cover. Oh, it's... um. But they, it's released, so is it on like a? Uh, I didn't. I, I couldn't uh, find it. I can look it up in my in my meantime. You can so. you can YouTube it. <clears throat> it's um, sad but true. Yes. I thought they were gonna say something. I, I've heard the, the live one, a cover of a cover. I mean, there's a there's a there's a video link. So if you guys actually like click on the uh, the news link that I have for this, the, there's a there's a video link of a live performance of said sad but true. I and it's actually if, really good. I don't know if that's what's considered releasing a Metallica cover. I mean, I've seen the live one. I don't so, know if it's actually recorded. If you're Nickelback, do you get sued for, by Metallica for playing their music? Because, I think like, anyone gets sued by Metallica. Uh, like a Metallica tribute band gets sued for playing their music. So. <laughs> Everyone gets sued for playing Metallica music. Yeah, pretty much. 
We have Mitsuki. Or are they just like stoked because like they'll probably get like some hits from some 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 pop so pop crowds. What'll happen as far as uh, as long as they're not making money off of album sales, you can you can do a cover in live. That's why I've learned that a lot of bands that do covers and stuff, they can post it to YouTube all they want. <clears throat> That's that why they don't anything. do. That's why they don't do bootleg. It's not technically true. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, it's why a lot of bands. Not from the stuff that I've read, anyway. Like really? I, I've done a lot of research. That's well, actually why I tore down a lot of them. <laughs> I always noticed. Well, I noticed one thing is like the lame genie guys. All their stuff's on YouTube because of their copies of video game songs, so they can't actually record them and use right. them. Like so, they're all on YouTube. But that's. I mean, it could. It could be different. Until you're. Until you start paying the royalties, like you can't make any money off. As long as you're not making well, not money off of it, you can you can do it. Well, the the trick is, and I don't, I I might have actually brought this up before, but like an up and coming band, like what they would actually do, you can actually pay this company that will cover the uh the, like the licensing mm-hmm. of it, and uh, it's supposedly not very expensive to actually do like a cover version of a song. I think it depends on the song. It could. The it probably depends on the licensing and, and like whatnot. I mean, it, like is that the CD, it wasn't is it, it was, the CD Baby one because they do something like that. I didn't. I didn't find this on an actual company. Okay. It, was, it was actually just kind of like a legal advice kind of a thing because, with uh, us trying to start an up and coming band, I was trying to just like look into certain things and like whatnot. Because one of the uh, draws is like what would happen is somebody who's up and coming will pick a popular song, oh, cover yeah. it, yeah, and put that on like their EP or their album. That's actually a, a that a way strategy. When, when they go to distribute, they can say, "Hey, check us out," and also on here, check out my cover of. Um, X Y Z. What? I can't think. Not Y Y Z. What gets like, me is how aggressive this strategy is now, mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. not just I'm doing a cover of a classic. It's I'm doing a cover of a new release that released two weeks ago. Because yeah. I think well, I can do it better. Well, aside from uh, that, I think it's just that I mean, like some like if we were to do something like that, it's like here we actually did our own cover of Master of Puppets. Sure. Check out because you well, know no. what this song is. Like this song yeah. is generally aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. people generally like it so it's like okay there's definitely something on this disc that I might be interested yeah. in seeing hey while you're at it check out track one through five <laughs> <laughs> please right I just think it's interesting in the music industry how aggressive that that particular th- uh, 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 doing a cover is these days mm-hmm. well when I went to see um, the, the God, picture they do cover when I when I went to see the there picture, are bands that picture, just do covers that's true when I went to see Picture and Me Broken millions uh, the female fronted they're Regular CD you can find on you know Spotify. It's all on the streaming platforms. Their EP has a cover of Crazy on You, which is very very good. But you can't find it anywhere else. Yeah. But that CD yeah. that I have, you know what I mean? Yeah. So and it's it's the same thing. They, they paid for the licensing once and they're not doing it again. Right. So we digress, but like it'll be it'll be interesting to see the acceptance of the uh, the heavy metal fans for a heavy metal album from Dickelback. It'll be <laughs> interesting to see the acceptance of a heavy metal. Album I, I honestly think Nickelback is one of those guilty pleasures that metal fans have. Yeah, well, it could be. Probably is. And I that's know, a, what, lot of, that's I know what, a lot of people that like That's Nickelback. what keeps Nickelback going. Could be. Like, true? Everyone's, oh, yeah, Nickelback sucks. The only thing that I actually have like against Nickelback. <laughs> exactly. The only thing I have against Nickelback is that like they're a bunch of little bitches, man. I mean, yeah. Like, they do these interviews where it's like, F you, F you, fuck this guy, this guy. <laughs> yeah, it's no. like, why would you, why, why wouldn't you just do your, your own thing like we understand like you you have multi-platinum albums like thank you for reminding us that there's more people that like but, bad music than good but that's a thing that's been that's gone on right. all through music 
well, people fine, who think that I'm talking about Nickelback. I'm not really, I don't people who are who <laughs> think, well, no, but it's interesting to me to see these things keep repeating themselves. Um, like the Black Crows, they, the Black Crows, they said when they first came out, they said they were better than Led Zeppelin. Okay, they got one album out. <laughs> They were like, we're better than Led Zeppelin. I was like, whoa, hey now, boys. (laughs) And you are... I wasn't even a Led Zeppelin fan at the time, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow your roll. Yeah, that's a bummer. I didn't realize Seven Dust was at House of Blues on Valentine's Day. Hey, concert update. If you're at the House of Blues in Boston, Seven Dust, February 14th. What an awesome way to spend Valentine's Day. But I digress. That's my story. Nice. Do you have anything, Jay? So um, uh, this is kind of a, a follow-up to uh, last week, but um, we knew that Ozzy um, was in the hospital. Yes. Again. Because um, I guess he had uh, complications of the flu and a upper respiratory uh, <coughs> infection. No, oh, that feels... Yeah, you have one now. Ugh. But he is, um, according to uh, his son, uh, he said that um, his dad is doing much better. And even Tony Iommi wrote a little uh, thing for him, like a speedy recovery. And even though they kind of hate each other, I think, but whatever. But yeah, so he he is uh, he is getting better. So we, we're not losing our Prince of Darkness just yet. I'll be worried when Sharon's out making a statement. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so to follow this, uh, this is off of Loudwire. Of course, maybe she's assembling the Aussie Android. Yeah, that's why I've seen her. Yeah. It's just, he's been dead for like six <laughs> years kind of thing, yeah. He's just reanimated. Ooh. That's why I can't talk. Of the um, the so Imagineers of Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Pixar. Um, but Tim Burton, I think, yeah. would, would be the creator behind that. Uh, so I have um, a ranking of uh, Ozzy Osbourne albums from... Uh, lowest to highest um, number 10 uh, Black Rain which was 2007 uh, which actually has that um, I Don't Want to Stop that was like the big one that was on the radio but I actually like that song that song's actually pretty good alright so before you get to number one I make want to make a prediction okay. just to see yep. where I am on the list Blizzard of Oz number one go ahead I won't go to it yet we'll just play, yeah. play. that's my prediction <laughs> uh, number nine is Scream which is actually his most recent 2010 I think that's his most recent. That sounds right. Um, this is one year before reuniting again with Tony Iommi and Geezer Butler in Black Sabbath. This is his 10th studio album. And uh, the first to feature Firewind guitarist Gus G. Uh, the X-Men did not have a hand in crafting any of the songs. But as a producer, I guess he teamed up to help write the record. I was going to say, I'm like, they have... What's his name? Zach Wilde. I mean, I'm sure he can he can handle his own yeah. baloney. Uh, number eight is Down to Earth, 2001. Uh, between Osmosis and <coughs> this album, uh, the original Black Sabbath uh, lineup reunited, putting a freeze in Ozzy's solo output, uh, then regrouped his solo band, and then this, this guy popped out. Uh, Facing Hell gets me through. I, I don't, I'm not common with this one. Um, number seven, Osmosis. Two, th- uh, I'm sorry, 95. So, uh, let's see, Perry Manson, Thunder Underground, 
my Jekyll doesn't hide Mr. Crowley. He has a weird fetish of putting people's names in songs. He's an odd dude. I mean, he's got Perry Manson, Mr. Crowley, which obviously Alistair Crowley. I get that one. But then he has like Mr. Tinkerton. So there's a guy who plays with trains. I don't know. Mr. Crowley, that's a... That's a... a Reissue. Is it? That's an old song. That's off of uh, a redo. Blizzard of Oz. Okay. Uh, number six is Bark at the Moon, 83. Or it might not have been off Bark at the Moon. Uh, are you sure? I'm not sure. It's off <laughs> one of those. Screams Break the Silence. So that's number six. Number five, we have No Rest for the Wicked, uh, 88. Bark at the Moon's that high up, huh? Uh, evidently. Wow. Um, this has got Miracle Man, uh, Crazy Babies, Breaking All the Rules, Bloodbath in Paradise, Fire in the Sky. Which, Fire in the Sky, I think, is like the only one I know. And the recruitment of... Never uh, heard Crazy Babies? Doesn't sound familiar. I'm sure maybe if I heard it, heard it. Um, but this is actually the album that they recruited, uh, 21-year-old Zach Wilde. So, interesting. Uh, number four, The Ultimate Sin, 86. You got Secret Loser, Killer Giants... Uh, Shot in the Dark. Uh, number three, No More Tears, 91. Tied with the Blizzard of Oz. Well, that was... Uh, I think that was the Lita Ford album. Uh, I Don't Want to Change the World. My Mom Coming Home. Sure. Uh, lyrical Contributions from Motorhead's Lemmy. Uh, and then, again, Tied. So the, uh, so, oh, no. That doesn't make sense, because number two is Diary of a Madman, 81. Um, Which, number one, Jason, you were right. Blizzard of Oz. Osborne's uh, 80. That's like... It was released as a solo record. Instead of titled Blizzard of Oz. Pinnacle Roads, Ozzy. Crazy Train, Mr. Crowley. Suicide Solution. That's a a must-have album right there. It's his first album, right? Uh, you would ask me that. <laughs> Damn uh, right I would. I think. I'm not sure. I thought there was one before it, but. But it's it's one of uh, Metal I'll be honest, famous I didn't pay attention to Black Sabbath. Best until debut years later. records. Yeah. That's uh, the top that you rated once for you. And he's still alive, so. All is good in the world of. That. Marcus has been quiet. He's finally pouring some whiskey. Just break. uh, just saving it. Break the seal. Gotta gotta pick my battles. What do you want? You want to discuss Ozzy? No, my uh, my chest hurts. Oh yeah, I forgot about no. that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to uh, <laughs> not talk as much. I'm trying to uh, make my uh, make my my words. Especially we got a show on Sunday. Meaningful, so yeah. Need, there's that too. He kind of needs that. I have to I have to play a show. We just we decided to do something stupid, like go to Boston. Yeah, like like a semi pop good show too, like and play a show, and I have to get sicker than I've been in. I, I wouldn't say sicker. It's not like I'm contagious or anything. It's just break out the Mucinex. See, I don't know. It's like I don't, I just, I don't know. This I get that. Like I have bronchitis and shit. Mucinex, mm-hmm. loosen that shit. You're gonna cough some stuff up for the first Blech. 24 to 48 Blech. hours that you're like, what the fuck. <laughs> You're, you're welcome, fans. Thanks for, uh, thanks for I that. didn't eat Oreos. Why is this black? <laughs> well, I did. I did eat Oreos. Oh, whatever. But I love Oreos. 
my uh my next move, my next news, news story not to uh, be uh, Aaron Lewis heavy but there was um this actually uh, this actually just happened um, this this is a article dated February fourth two thousand nineteen also borrowed from WAAF thank you morning show well not morning show thank you uh, radio station from Boston um, so the the video will obviously be posted in um in our new section if you go to our if our notes and I'll try to get it up on the uh, the website for you guys as well so you can actually see this video. This is actually kind of, and um, I won't read, I won't read this short article, but I'll kind of explain what actually happened. So Aaron Lewis storms off because uh, he claims that this uh, crowd in um, they were somewhere in Texas, uh, Far. It's the the town was actually called Far, Texas, P H A R R. All right. Okay, we're gonna make it weird. Far, Far, Texas. So this looks like kind of like a small venue kind of a thing. I believe this was actually on. Uh, a uh, solo tour that he's doing. So Probably part of the same one, maybe. I don't think it has anything to do with his uh, his country act or anything like that. So what he was trying to do was he was trying to get everybody to to be qu- like just be quiet. And he's like, listen, I want to try something special. But in order for me to do this, and uh, his actual quote, I need five minutes. That's it, five minutes. But I need you to be quieter than you've been all night, or you're not going to hear it. And then, so, like, everyone's, like, trying to, like, some people are, and then every now and then you get the, wow, yeah, like, somebody will start hooting and hollering, and then this whole section will start cheering, he's like, no, like, seriously, shut the fuck up, like, church fucking quiet, you don't understand, so he goes on, like, he waits, he waits, and he's looking around, and, like, he starts, like, he's like, listen, I'm gonna wait for, like, this amount of time, and then that's it, I'm just gonna say goodnight. And then I think the part that's like kind of like uproarious, like somebody must have said something to him in Spanish, because like he actually responded, "I don't speak Spanish. I'm American." So eventually, it didn't happen. Guy comes over to the side, takes his guitar from him. He gets up, says on the microphone, "Thank you very much. Good night," and walks off the stage. So what he was trying to do, this is the part that's ridiculous. This is the part that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, the reason why he wanted the, the room like so quiet. It's been ridiculous up to this point. This is just so cherry on top. If you, if you actually watch like this video, I mean, this isn't like this isn't like a bar by any means. This is probably like a House of Blues kind of venue. Sure. Kind of maybe not that big. I don't know. I mean, I can't tell from this, but it looks wide. It looks large. From the from the from the what he was trying to do. Long story short. He wanted to play an acoustic song, like completely unplugged. No microphone, no amplification, just his guitar and his voice with nothing in front of it. That's why he got mad. So he needed the whole room to shut up because obviously you can't have a thousand people going woo while you're trying to sing without any kind of assistance from the microphone or amplification. I don't. It seems to me like a pretty nonsensical request, and maybe an unreasonable one, because you know you get that many people. I mean, you're serving the drinks. I mean, Everyone's the, trying to have a good time. They're trying to watch a music performance. The that's, reason you have the amplification is because you have a large room. That's pretentious bullshit, right there. That's a little weird. That's pretentious. So bullshit. it's it's it is weird because it's like okay, this is and I'm not knocking Aaron Lewis by any means because like I'm actually a big fan of Aaron I Lewis, too. but. And, and most of his art, it's like I like the way he writes, I like the way he carries himself. But this just seems like a. It's kind of weird. It's like okay, I'm. He's getting old, man. 
I'm gonna like, look. It's like I'm quiet gonna, down now. I'm gonna start to mess with people. I'm Kids gonna get try, off my lawn. I'm gonna try to play the song without any amplification. But if everybody doesn't shut up, I'm just gonna leave. Well, why not just say it? Well, you want it to be a surprise. <laughs> look, I'm okay. People are stupid. You wanted to be intimate. You wanted to get intimate with this crowd. Hey guys, I've been trying to play this. I don't know. That's it's an interesting request for for a lot of people. It's not even the like, request. It's, is... it's his response to the request. You're gonna find his car chick's gonna blow. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> that was really weird. It just started playing. I didn't even touch it. Yeah. You know what? That's gonna be the reason why we we break like some kind of licensing agreement because right of that. Like, somebody's gonna hear that like oh, fuckers. One little snippet of Elvis. Or Fine. Whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> there Don't wasn't, identify him. There was there wasn't an actual song, so. <laughs> Sorry, we're not we're not uh we're not can't be held responsible for uh, background uh, shenanigans. But uh, but as I was saying, it's it's not even like the request. It's it's the fact of his response to the. It not working, you know what I mean? The uncooperation behind it. So yeah, peace out, peace out, Girl Scouts. He didn't say thank you. He, he's a petulant child. That's just—I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> Although, and I'm gonna piggyback this a little bit. I remember when he had uh, one of his shows, and probably down south somewhere, but these, the, this girl was—it was a stand, like when they were still together, and you know they were. She was crowd surfing, and these guys started like grabbing her and stuff. And he was like, you fuck it. Like, he was, like, fucking screaming oh, at him. And, like, everybody was like, everybody around you knows who you are, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I have kids, and I shouldn't be doing that. Like, just completely went, like, bananas on the guy. Oh, he stopped the show. He, he did. Like, literally, like... stopped the show. Right. I mean, good for him. That, that shit shouldn't be I going I think that on. should happen at every show. I agree. It's happening more and more. Yeah, Dude, I've, I've this this been a few... Disturbed fans. recently had a, had an incident where... Yeah, uh, David, David Dreamin said yeah, something. But, uh... Yeah, so that's all the Aaron Lewis you can handle people. <laughs> yes. Uh, Aaron Lewis owl. 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 Thank you, Aaron Lewis, for your shenanigans and giving us material to... Uh, yeah. Your stain uh, on stained. Yes. For, yeah. Gross. How much of a fan are you, James? No. <laughs> Not at all. I can't tell. Completely overrated. Right. I'm feeling those lighters. That was Fred Durst. That was Fred Durst. Same fucking group. I wouldn't go that far. What? That's pushing it. What? So what? Was he at the show when they recorded that so, that song? It was a live performance. Biscuit was backstage because Stan had performed earlier, and he was doing uh, outside of like an acoustic. So Fred Durst invited himself on stage to sing along, but his only contribution to it was, "I'm feeling those lighters." Okay, still lame. Saying that's not Aaron Lewis's fault. <laughs> Right. Aaron Lewis actually, uh, actually lameifies Aaron the Lewis song. later on actually made fun of Fred Durst of that, he that's because what I mean, he yeah. would be like in a, in a future concert he was playing same said show and at the same part where Fred Durst actually exclaimed I'm feeling those lighters Fred Durst is like I'm feeling those lighters <laughs> he's an idiot alright main event time <laughs> main event time right. heavy opinions for today's main event, we have uh, we have decided to actually uh, discuss, uh, break down, and maybe pick on just a little bit. Uh, this being the the week after the uh, the Super Bowl has just played, and the New England Super Patriots Bowl. won their sixth 
No, we need two hands Infinity for the ring. Stone. Super tall. Su super <laughs> tall. <laughs> I gave a say now. Six Super Bowl titles. So. I do like that picture. Congratulations. Tom sitting there with the Infinity uh -huh. Stone. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> That's funny. So what what we decided to actually discuss today is uh, what's been the astrosity of these uh, <laughs> of these halftime performances and. Um, Kind of go over a little bit of like the history of the halftime performances, and maybe, I guess we're just going over the worst ones. I get, I get the worst. I, I get some of the best too. But I mean, I, uh, the the reason I actually brought this up is because, I mean, if anyone looks Facebook at all, any social media, it's pretty much about how just horrible the uh, Maroon Five show was. Well, it, it, musically <laughs> it just sounded off something was, just, was wrong I, I think it was just boring something was wrong with the sound wasn't there um, well the two the fact that too like i think marcus brought it up when you we were talking about it like they just started like swearing so it yeah, was just at one point i was it like, was just constant cuts in it right? there were these long pauses of like just blank yeah. sound and i i remember saying at the time it was like oh they must be having like sound problems yeah. it actually turns out that was actually the cutout from when the lyrics actually had swears yeah. in it and I was like, wow, they really thought that one through because, like, this is a program that, like, 50-plus million, million people... people yeah. Actually, it's like... They say 100, 100 million people will watch the Super Bowl. 50 million people will actually watch the halftime show that at a minimum it. because, like, what they're accounting for is the folks that are going to get up and still get, you know... Food. That's what, I mean, nachos are very mine. But, like, okay. Whatnot. Yeah. I mean, the entire thing was just a... I mean, let's let's look at the hypocrisy. Like Janet Jackson can't show one nipple, but Adam Levine can wander around <laughs> didn't for the show entire both show for, with both. There was, I heard I something heard, about there that. There's some hypocrisy there. I heard, there. That, I heard that argument too. It's like yeah. seriously. Yes, that's an <laughs> argument. That's an absolute <laughs> argument. Uh, oh, no. You're damn right. But I mean, we'll go. We'll go into the bad ones. So I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll save. I can save my comments <laughs> for like the, 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 this year's current ones. But um, I, guess, I guess the. Uh, I mean, there's always, especially in our community, like being more of like rock metal, et cetera, et cetera. There's always like the comments. It's like, why, why can't they get something that, like more, like with more energy that like, yeah. seems to be like more apt to be like something testosterone, that something that might actually play in a football locker room, perhaps like, like to uh, to like get like people pumped up, kind of a thing, and. Because that's not your target demographic. Unfortunately, he is right. Because like, you even said it yourself. What's the main part that your mom watches in the Super Bowl? The halftime show, right? And the commercials, yes. Yeah. So it's... The people there to watch the football aren't there to watch the halftime show. Exactly. So, and then just to... A, like, I'm actually on a website right now. It's like how the NFL chooses the, the Super Bowl halftime show. It does... Um, it starts by going with popular performers who appeal to as many people as possible, which rock, metal, et cetera, et cetera, not generally going to, um, not generally going to uh, get that kind of uh, highlight. What's interesting it is it also says that the host city actually picks the halftime super, the halftime performers, that would make which sense. I find comical because not to not to not to pry on uh, Super Bowl Fifty Three that just happened here. But I actually heard a rumor that um, Atlanta, Atlanta was pissed about who was picked for the halftime really? show because Atlanta has a huge hip hop, like a, like a huge hip hop. Um, well, that's where they got Big Boy. I don't even know who that is. Uh, Outcast. Is that who that is? Yeah. Because I had no idea. Should play but the fact that like 
it, like the fact that like Maroon Five was chosen as like the headliner for this for this program, they were th- they were saying is like we have plenty of local like talent that would have like better represented the city, sure kind of thing. And Maroon well, Five, which I uh, to this day I'm not exactly sure what exactly is Maroon Five, like holy crap, <laughs> I don't either. I don't. Yeah, I, it's I, the voice is what it is in my mind. Because like, when did they come out? Like, oh one, oh like. They've or, been around like, for a while. Like, somewhere in the two thousands, yeah. like Maroon Five. Yeah. Came, they yeah. came out with like one hit song, and they proceeded to make seventeen <laughs> albums that copy that one song. Well, that one first album had like it was a little more rocky. Every track <laughs> was like a hit. Yeah. Um. That first album was very Stevie Wonderish. Yeah, I like. Well, that's when they actually had like instruments. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with Maroon Five, and like I've said this to many people, like in my in my circles, Maroon Five isn't any one person's favorite artist. They'll have songs that you like. Right. You'll have songs that will make it to the radio. Mm-hmm. You'll have songs that you'll play a part, but they are not going to be your. It's like what's your all-time favorite album? There's not one person in America <laughs> who can tell me that Maroon Five's their favorite their favorite all-time artist. No, they probably just say Adam. Even the yeah. go- even the goddamn people that they had to pay to get excited in that crowd had the blankest stares in their face while they were like <laughs> shaking their hands around. <laughs> uh, it was it was not a good halftime show. But yeah, so I mean, how do how do you want to break this down, Anthony? Where do you want to start? Um, do you well, wanna, should we start with good ones? Maybe we should. Start we can start with, with the good ones. I have I have a list of the. So so did we all decide that, that this year's was? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're actually they're actually That's on the my my uh, worst <laughs> Super Bowl halftime show. So. Um, I have a shit ton for my my best one, but I'm I'm gonna do. Now, the- how far back did you go? Just out of curiosity, not to because uh, um, there was actually a point where like Michael Jackson was pretty much the first. I was gonna live say performance. I, the the halftime show was not a big deal when I was a kid. Well, it's funny because if you go back to like uh, example, you have that's oh, 70s. I mean, you have like the Marine Corps drill team. That's the thing. 74, you have the University of Texas band. It was band. not a big deal. It was just like any other football yeah. game in the world. Like, they just, they had whatever uh, university in the like area. Halftime did not last an hour and a half. Right, no, it wasn't. Well, that's why I say I mean? 1993 is when Michael J- Jackson actually performed. And yep. um, he actually had the whole thing with, like, all the kids and whatnot. That was actually, like, the start of, like, the big production. Yep. When it kind of, I mean, the, before that, it was just, like, there was, like, little tributes. Like, a, yeah. They they used to be sponsored by Disney, I thought. Yeah. Almost. They have a, a small world. Well, salute. they would yeah they would do the the, the, who, the guys up until that point who had done the I'm going to Disney World or Disneyland and then they'd be like who's next, like right. They had the Winter Magic one. Salute to the Hollywood's 100th anniversary. That's 87, 85. So if you didn't do it this way, that's fine. But I was just curious. Are we going to start with like I 90, got everything like 93 mm-hmm. to like kind of rate these because. Well, what I have here is I actually have a list from Vulture, which has, I think it's like the top 15, but I'm going to do the top 10. Okay. And we'll just kind of go from that for the most part. They have a, a, you can talk about it as well. Um, So yeah, I'll just start off from here. Number 10, uh, uh, two years ago, Lady Gaga did it. I liked her show. The thing is, the thing about Lady Gaga is she, she's very talented and She's very good at production because she used to do I theater. Think she's, I she think used she's to do theater. She used to do drama. Like that was her thing. That whole stage show. That's what makes it. And I believe it was also the most technologically advanced one as well, because they had her like standing on top there of. There was a lot thing. of wire work. And, yeah. Do you want? I was. That too. I yeah. actually. I wasn't. I wasn't actually annoyed by that performance. 
Maybe I might have like a little thing for Lady Gaga too. Like you know, she's like that I weird, think she's that very talented. I mean, she's um, a very down as weird as she is, but as yeah. like a normal human being, she's a very down to earth person. She's very. Mm. I thought that was like one of the first times like the Super Bowl like really did a lot of production that you only saw her on TV. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. obviously she wasn't yeah. walking on top of the stadium. Right. Honestly, it felt like a WWE production. Her her <laughs> halftime show felt like a WWE production. Sure. And I was like, this fits. Yeah. Like this totally fits. This is the kind of halftime show I expect out of the NFL. Right. I mean, that and like, oddly I mean, enough, it comes with Lady Gaga. Right. <laughs> If you're a heavy metal fan, I'm actually so sorry that we're going to break all this down for you. We're, discuss- uh, we're discussing in detail number, later. Number nine. <laughs> we actually we just talked about this. Michael Jackson. Um, one of the worst? No. This is number, it's number nine being one of the best. Oh, these are the best. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, just because you're the first doesn't mean you have to do it best. Uh, that's the quote that, that's under it. Um, I mean, like you were saying, it's kind of like the start of the whole... All right, put my put my uh, put my history together. Um, Ninety three was kind of like the end of uh, um, uh, Desert Storm. A freaking Gulf oh War. God. The Gulf War, right? Ninety three. Because like there was a like, huge movement for like well, it's, it, uh, he did the heal the world. That was right. the idea behind it. Yeah. Because <clears throat> like it was like 91, 92 ish. Black and white. Oh, are you talking about the actual Michael Jackson? Yeah. Let's see. I think he was white by that point. Yes, he was. <laughs> he performed We Are the World. He was heavily uh, tanned. <laughs> uh, he did Heal the World with an enormous globe. Oh, don't let me do that. And he, uh, he did Billie Jean <laughs> and Moonwalk. Wow. That was the first public moonwalk, was it? No. 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 God, take no. It, I take it back. Take it back. Sorry. <laughs> strike that from the record. I didn't See, say that. you know, and all I can think is that must have been huge for him, considering, like... It was an MTV Music Awards. Like, the, the, the last time was the whole Pepsi commercial and he lit on fire, so, you know. All right, I'm going to say number eight, and then I'm going to actually read the first sentence of this. Perfect. To kind of back it up, because uh, I, I don't agree with I'll, this. I'll try not to. So, number eight is Coldplay, Beyonce, and Bruno Mars, 2016. Now, although it was supposed to be Coldplay's year, they wound up basically ceding the stage to Beyonce and Bruno Mars. Of course. Thank God for those guest performances, because Coldplay's contribution was pure technic color vomit. Coldplay's right, Coldplay's right up there too with Maroon Five. Yeah, There's no, not I, one person in the world that's going to tell you that Coldplay is their favorite album. Why do we not play? Whiny Unfortunately, bullshit? there are people out there that will tell you that Coldplay is their Coldplay's favorite. Unfortunately, very popular. It's just sad. Um, you know, some people take it. Yeah, so that's your number eight. Uh, number seven. Yeah, well, we have the uh, the nip. Little nip action here with the Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake. This is on the best. Uh, wow. Yep. Okay. Jessica Simpson, Kid Rock, Nelly, and P. Diddy, 2004. Now I. That was also a Patreon win. We can uh, we can drop uh, yes because I remember that. We we can drop some con- uh, conspiracy here, but I'm pretty sure that was all set up. Oh, I'm pretty sure she was wearing like one of. She those. had a pasty. She was, she had no, a pasty. No, it was not on. a pasty. It was. Well, a, it was like a. It was a black star. It's a nipple ring. It was a nipple ring. Is that what that is? There's a post. Because well, this is where I'm curious. Like, I feel like it was There's a deliberately post. done. There's a post. But that's so weird. The lights went out like literally like a half a second after <laughs> it happened. So it wasn't like it was like a yeah, it wasn't like, like jingling hey. for the world to see uh-huh. and then everybody. It's it probably made you wonder. It's like did I just see that? Did I just see boob? That, <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. I went. That was nipple. <laughs> Wait a minute. But it was shaped like a sun. That was weird. <laughs> something, huh. Something's wrong. Like, 
Hmm. We saw a better nip. I mean, I had more questions about the shape of her nipple than I did about the fact that she actually showed a nipple. <laughs> Should she get that checked is she, out? Is she okay? Do we have to bring her in? <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, huh, that's... Uh, number six, to the, uh, 96 with Diana Ross. Up to the Super Bowl. I hear a lot of people like that one. I don't remember. It. Ten? No. Oh, Diana Ross. Like, yeah, ten. Uh, 96 was also... A... No, that would have been 96. Are these, uh, how, do uh, they, shoot, uh, how did they age? 30. No, 30. That's, that's all right. Yeah, 30. Okay, so, so what are we on now? Okay, so, they, 51, so they're actually marking it the <laughs> year that they actually played the Super Bowl. So it's always a year after the season yep. starts. Okay, okay, okay. I'm caught up. <sighs> so yeah, Diana Ross is, is number six. Um, she was considered a safe choice for Super Bowl 30, but only a diva of her magnitude could pull off such a shocking performance. It starts off with her descending from the sky on a sparkling platform, slowing considerably through the melody of her biggest hits like Baby Love and Stop in the Name of Love, with tuxedo-clad dancers all around her. Uh, I don't remember that, honestly. That was before I... I recall it. Uh, Number five. We have Left Shark. I'm sure we all remember the Left Shark. The, What's funny is it was the Katy K- Perry performing, but the shark gets all the attention. <laughs> it's so funny, like uh, Katy Perry, Lenny Kravitz, and Missy Elliott, because that was when Missy Elliott like came back, like she was like tried to come. Back. Yeah, that was just weird, man. That was Look, like an acid trip. I, I and, mean, and anything with with her running around, I'm I'm entertained. <laughs> to be honest with you. Oh god. But yeah, I mean, all we know is left shark. That's all we need to know. Uh, number four was uh, 2001. Aerosmith, NSYNC, Britney Spears, Mary J. Blige, and Nelly. I remember that one. They labeled this one the kings of rock and pop. Yeah, you got, I suppose, at the time. So take out Aerosmith. And you got NSYNC, Britney Spears, <laughs> Mary J. Blige, and Nelly. <laughs> and, and let's face so it. So Nelly's the king of rock? Out of, I'm confused out of everybody here. there, NSYNC was the, like, the heavy hitter. Christ, uh, that time, yeah, easily. So Justin, Justin Timberlake's been in one, two, three, three Super Bowls so far. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Which is really weird, considering this article says that very rarely do artists repeat performances at the Super Bowl. Except him. Evidently. When was this article written? Hold on, let me double check. September 23rd, 2018. Wrong. Wrong. Yeah, right. Anyways. Uh, uh, number three, Beyonce and Destiny's Child, 2013. Oh, wait, look, I, n- I never understood the obsession with Beyonce. I don't either, but Bay, I don't think she's that. I mean, she's well. I mean, she does voodoo, didn't we all know this? She's a moderately aware that she she's does a moderately voodoo? attractive woman, but I don't think she's the most beautiful woman in the history of the world. She's an extremely good producer. She has a great ear for talent. And isn't she racist as fuck? <laughs> Doesn't she hate white people? No, I don't think so. Maybe I don't know. All I know is that she has voodoo because there's been multiple things that people said she has weird mystical powers and make them do things. Yeah, voodoo to kill white people. <laughs> Right. That's how that works. Sure. Uh, number two, Madonna, LMFAO, Nicki Minaj, Stilo Green, 2012. Yeah, the problem with this one is this was like 30 years too late. CeeLo <laughs> <laughs> well, was like the most relevant. No, I want like young Madonna like rolling around in bed sheets on stage <laughs> with like red lighting and half naked dudes like trying to. Uh... I think we're revealing a little bit about Marcus's childhood <laughs> here. <laughs> no, I have a crush on old school Madonna. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Like a league of their like, own, Madonna. Like, like a virgin, like a virgin. See, I start with a, a league of their own. Why? 
Because she was so adorable in that movie. She had like a little athletic, little like weird New York you accent. You just like the the whole, oh, and I, my bosom could just pop out. <laughs> yeah, then Rosie O'Donnell says, you think there are men out there who haven't seen your bosom? We all have. <laughs> that was the funny part. We all have. Uh, number one. Can anyone guess what the number one might be? Hmm, I'm going to say it's either going to be Paul McCartney. Same letter, different name. Prince. Yep. 2007. That was a great show. Prince. I remember okay. that one. I've that was ours as well. We that was our win as well, correct? That was a great show. Uh, no. 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 2007. No. Might be crazy. No, I don't believe we were in that Super Bowl. If the, if it was the one, <laughs> see, I'm getting my dates mixed up. Minnesota. 07. That's why he was in. 07 was the uh, was the undefeated year, but we lost that Super uh, Bowl. That might be what. But I'm that Super Bowl of. was played in 08, which I believe was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Okay. The so, like, depending the how they peg these, like, I'm trying to follow, but, like, my brain's not following right. Um, I know everybody raves about the Super Bowl halftime show. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't well, since we're here. I don't understand. The so, uh, it's quoted here. Excuse me. Uh, Prince's show wasn't the most extravagant, but even today it thrills and excites. In the middle of the stage, shaped in the artist formerly known as Prince. Uh, symbol. Let's see how they threw that in there. Uh, the purple one um, open in the strains of Queens We Will Rock You for switching gears now let's go crazy and the uh, AM University marching band they had to convince him to allow the marching band really? to put to actually be a part of that because I actually remember reading like something that he he would not do any other artists there wasn't going to be any collabs there wasn't going to be any just guests him. it was going to be just him and his vision his design his everything Otherwise, he wouldn't do it. That's what he does. That, that, that's, that was, he was known to be like that. So I don't know how much they had to pay him to get the Florida marching band on. Now, I, I want to throw... He so probably this, had to handpick him. So in this list, and I actually... This one stands out to me because um, it was recent and I remember. Uh, the Justin Timberlake one is not on this list. I actually really enjoyed that one. I, and one of the main ones was his tribute to Prince that he mm. did, which was actually really cool because... That he was passed, last year. Yeah, because he passed away, obviously, and they were in his hometown, if I'm correct. See, and all I can remember from that is the kid getting picked out of the audience. Oh. <laughs> huh? Ah, just looking all dumbfounded like, holy shit. But yeah, so that's our top ten for best. I... You know, I, I, was, I was watching carefully because there was a lot of guitar play in that Prince halftime show. And I'm probably going to get mutilated for this, but I was though. not convinced that he was playing it. It wasn't. Like, was that, that was after Janet Jackson. Yes. Okay. After Janet Jackson, um, for the first few years, and there's, I think they're still, um, they were pre-recording. Yeah. They did that with the anthem because... I um, remember when the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I don't think it was the Super Bowl one, but they played and somebody noticed it wasn't plugged in and everyone freaked yeah, out. Yeah, they, they like pre-recorded and they stopped out. after that. Yeah. Um, they pre-recorded the shows. So I didn't realize that was, for the, that was supposed to be for the halftime shows. I know that was for the anthem because they actually had the one person, I can't remember who it was, it was somebody big, they actually forgot the words to the anthem. And then what would happen is in order to be... <clears throat> In order to be a um, an anthem singer in the Super Bowl again, you had to actually perform it live somewhere so they could actually record it. Well, you'd think that would be a thing, anyways. And then they would they would pipe that in instead of uh, relying on you to uh, yeah. remember the words in the biggest moment, kind of a thing. I mean, it from a 
I used so to be able to find the stepping list. Stepping outside of it and looking at it, of course, it makes absolute sense because you have this big moment and it's live and you don't want any fuck ups. You want it to sound good. So, yes, to me, it makes sense that they would pre record it, but at the same, uh, you know, uh, on the same token, like, these are performers that go out and do live shows all the time. Like, they should get have their shit together. You know. Anthony, I'm sorry, you probably already mentioned this. Like, who actually uh, who voted on these? Is this like a fan poll? Is this a media poll? Can you tell? Because I actually noticed that they actually left out. I mean, I know a lot of people made a big deal out of the U2 one. The best thing that's about my, the U- that's my least favorite one. I fucking well, hate. Well, that. the only thing about the U2 one is they had the uh, the memorial for the uh, 9/11 survivors. Such a marketing cash-in. That's so bad. That whole situation. I'm surprised. That's a different story. I'm actually <laughs> surprised Paul McCartney didn't make that because I remember everyone was all like up in arms yeah. about, but like all like, oh, ah, Paul. Uh, according to this, ape shit. Well, he was the safe bet. Right. Like he was the year after Janet Jackson. Yeah. yeah like, who like, can we get that we won't have to worry that even anything if they about? Their there are no swears okay. in any of his songs. Like we don't have to worry about him getting naked. A beetle. Okay. But then they had the Rolling Stones after that, so they, they just went completely far. <laughs> like, like right off of my Mick Jagger's just going to shake his hips. We'll be lucky if he just doesn't hurt himself on stage. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Looked like a Skeletor back then, and that fucker's still nah, touring right now. Nah. Uh, so, yeah. I remember I remember the one, that, like, uh, two, uh, 2010 with The Who, where you just watch The Who, and it's just like, wow, they look old. They're going on tour this summer. They are. Yeah. It's nine mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why Grandpa? Yeah. Got nothing after that. I'm sorry. Bad joke. Bad start. I'm waiting for it. Like, it'll do like a. We'll make Bon Jovi popular again. Right. Uh, next, so uh, why don't we why don't we drop to the bottom of the list here? Yes. Um, oh, I forgot we haven't gone over <laughs> negatives yet. Four through one, I have little. We can play some clips from it just so people can get an idea. Of what nonsense. So these are pretty much everything 4 through 1 was before 1990. So they're old as shit. Like, they're all the old school ones. Uh, well, number 5, and I actually I wouldn't play this anyways, but we know Maroon 5 made it to number 5 in the top 5 worst. Now, this video is unavailable because it contains content from the NFL, who has blocked it from display. Of course they So... And we already kind of talked about that whole situation and whatnot. If anybody has any other comments. Eh. Good. Moving nah, on. I'm just going <laughs> to. Number four is Disney's Small World in 1991. Uh, so <laughs> the opening song in this halftime performance features <laughs> young girls. on a small world. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, you're just you kind of get a. I'll kind of skip around here. We'll do this part here. Well, that's what I'm saying. These used to be like Disney productions. Yeah, it was. It's just colors. This this child is like six. Michael Jackson was probably thinking to himself, how am I going to follow that act? Get that child to my dressing room. (laughs) Number three. I'm sorry, bad joke. Oh, no, no. Uh, number three, we got a... Uh, it's a documentary, in, I can't help it. I'm sure. In 95, we had Disney's Indiana Jones. Oh, 
Come on, Indiana Jones is cool. Yep. So it's not really a song, but it just has like random tiki stuff. Yes, it, it was a Disney production. Yeah, it was like it was basically a replica of the show down at the MGM Studios. Yeah. he did the eye thing. That, that's awesome. It had the ball. And they had Tony Bennett, Patti LaBelle. It's Tony Bennett here. So Is he, weird. Isn't Tony Bennett like the Vegas singer? Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Uh, number two in '92, we had Winter Magic, which um, this is one year before the Michael Jackson one. So this is just—I don't even know. It's a I'm bunch gonna, of weird-ass snowmen. I'm gonna guess that the United States won a lot of gold medals in the Olympics that year. This is like a big-ass snowman of like running around. Uh, but this is like, like a gum commercial. Saturday morning cartoon <laughs> special. I mean, like, yeah. This used to be a halftime shows, people. Now, my favorite one. This is number one. This came out in 89. This is Elvis Presto, the Elvis impersonator who did not perform any Elvis songs, but did do a magic trick. Bebop bamboozled. Oh, is this one of those stupid ones where, like, just think in your mind, like... <laughs> they actually did this during a Yeah, this, this is ni- 89. So how it works is they have four cards, and they go, how about this card? And then you clap, and it has, like, a meter. See? They got, like, the card set up. And then it goes by how many claps is what the card is. It's supposed to be like a magic trick, I guess. So yeah, that's uh, that's our number one. Somebody shoot me. So that 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 um, that that list took the easy way out because they didn't actually break down like bad performances. <laughs> like a lot other than Maroon they Five. They just showed them Congra- to you. Congratulations, Maroon Five. <laughs> you made it to that list, that's, buddy. Figure that out. Oh man. You know, you know what the thing was? There was a pre-Super Bowl party, and I'll go back to a 53 with Maroon 5 again. There was a pre-Super Bowl party that, te- that was held at the convention center in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It was on Friday. It was featuring the Foo Fighters. Okay. And a bunch of the local hip-hop acts, like I mentioned before. Like the, what, what my understanding was that like the, uh, the city of Atlanta was upset. But the Foo- what the, uh, the reports are is that the Foo Fighters had that place absolutely like, like tearing off the roof. Sure. It's like, why wouldn't they consider something like that, like, over... It's I feel like the Foo Fighters kind of own uh, Fenway. At this point. <laughs> so... And the, there was I'm actually... Paul McCartney, so, like... And then there was actually, like, a, there was actually an interview that they were saying, it's like, well, you know, every year, like, the Super Bowl committee, like, they, they usually kind of poke around, because the Foo Fighters are usually, like, poking around also doing, like, whatever a pre-party is. Yeah. Like, so they're always floating in the area. And it's always brought up. It's like, oh, do you guys think you'd actually be interested in the Super Bowl? And like, because yeah, yeah, we, like, we would definitely be into that. But like every single year, like something else comes up. See, I got, that would be such a great show too, because Dave Grohl would be like, no, no, we'll do a story. We're like, we'll we'll, we'll write some shit. We'll wear costumes. Yeah, he'll make it like, crazy. <laughs> he'll do magic card tricks in an Elvis costume. <laughs> He would. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going over this list, and I'm, I'm just, like, going over my mental bad ones. You remember the Black Eyed Peas, Usher, and Slash? 
Oh. That doesn't make sense. Oh. It never makes sense. I do want to bring up this. Did you notice the... I think I brought it to Marcus. I don't know if you saw it. The SpongeBob part oh, of God. this one. Did you, do you remember that part? No. So, well, we know that he passed oh, away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that, yeah. that the guy passed away. So, they asked him. Like, there was, like, a bunch of, like, petition. They asked, can it be part of the Super Bowl? They were just like, yeah, whatever. So, like, halfway through Maroon 5's thing, it's just, like, this random SpongeBob... You know, animated thing. Well they do like a weird song, and then well-intentioned, poorly executed. Yeah, because it looks so random. Like it's so random. It's just yeah, like, I what am like, I? What I didn't know. I didn't actually know the guy passed away until like I heard about it afterwards. Yeah. Like, oh well, now that makes sense. But then, like, you got this ball of fire that I, I had to explain to some people that I was watching a game with. They don't see that there. <laughs> there is no actual giant ball of fire. Those lanterns that are floating around in midair making those crazy words all of a sudden. They didn't see that in the stadium either. <laughs> Magic. 2003, Shania Twain, No Doubt, and Sting. Oh, Sting. You're better <laughs> off as a wrestler. <laughs> uh, that's what Fun I'm fact about Sting. You notice that any of his songs, you can only understand the last three words. Think about any Sting song, any police song. You only get the last three or four words. The rest is my favorite Sting. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. My favorite Sting reference is uh, from the movie Zoolander. Owen Wilson's character. He's like, I, I like to look. I admire Sting. I've never really listened to his music, but I appreciate the fact that he's making it. <laughs> exactly. Ah, uh, so funny. Uh, I think the Blues Brothers did one, too, with uh, Dan Aykroyd, John Goodman, and James Belushi. Yeah, that was an interesting one. Yeah, that's just and good. James Brown and ZZ Top. That's just good time fun. <clears throat> Old time fun. Phil Collins, Christina Aguilera, Enrique Iglesias, Tony Braxton, and an 80-person choir. All right, so metal community, if you actually want to see a hard rock or a metal act perform the Super Bowl, what we all need to do is actually go buy albums. And probably we're all going to have to probably buy three or four each. Or, or you know, go onto the webs go go onto our websites. Tell us who you'd pick for your halftime show. Yeah, we'll make some calls. I'm, cu- I'm curious to see <laughs> we'll who just, people. We'll just I'm use curious our... to know who people would want <laughs> to see you on a halftime show. Our hundreds of followers demand number one, Guar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Would we'll be able to clean up this field in time? <laughs> no, because <laughs> no, then they just play afterwards. <laughs> what was that blood, 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 blood bowl? bowl? Yeah, <laughs> all, the, all the giant fucking monsters. Uh, tell me how stuff. awesome Guar playing the halftime show Can would be. Can you imagine? That would be the greatest thing that ever. Just happened. people's faces, just like oh, what the fuck? It would fuck? be magic. Oh. Kinda. They do it in Texas or something too, <laughs> <laughs> where they where they really know what's going on. You know, I actually think of stuff like this, like the the performers that actually have like a really good visual and like, and um, like Skillet would put on like an amazing. Skillet would probably be okay. I, I mean, unfortunately, they're not popular enough. Yeah. But I, I agree. No, they with get you. they got like an anthemic kind of a thing going. They'd be able to like yeah. there'd be uh, a lot yeah, of I'm, visual. I'm not against that at all. I actually think um. Like see, like a band like Seether mm-hmm. would be able to put on like a like a decent really? show. Um, I'm trying to think of stuff that like, Iron Maiden, Zombie, Rob Zombie. Rob see, I think Zombie. I actually think Iron Maiden would probably be too much. Ah. 
Well, the problem is they would have to actually, like, one, they'd have to, like, hypothesize, like, all of it. Like, they yeah. have to, like, every one of their songs would have to be, like, an intro, a, a verse, move on. Intro, <laughs> right? a verse, Cause, move on. Because it's, like, 12 minutes per song. Um, but you know what? And to be completely honest, it's actually almost mind-blowing that, like, a Metallica... You know what I think would... I mean, unfortunately, they're not doing anything anymore with Rush. I think would kind of have been an okay one. Well, that's I another one, too. I think they'd have, like, a production value. Uh, Getty can ride around on his tricycle. Whatever. Well, when he when he's not playing one of his eight instruments. <laughs> exactly. But even, like, the, the, just going the, the Metallica thing, like, they've done so many collabs also. Oh, like sure. They, they, yeah. they could definitely blend their, their stuff with... Yeah. It's, um... The only thing that I'm, and I'll, I'll actually say this, the only thing I'm absolutely thankful, I haven't had to see anything with that pop country bullcrap like in the last 10 years because, I mean, the fact that like all that is like exploding like everywhere, and they have not put it on the Super right. Bowl. Thank that's effing God. <coughs> no Kenny Chesney. But, like, here. you know, football, it's inherently country music, isn't it? No. Hank Williams Jr. Are you ready for some football? I mean, I suppose it's uh, he's Southern. Yeah, but even when he did that song, that was like more of like a classic rock vibe than it was anything. I don't think has it. Well, I mean, you got Schlesen. I mean, there's never been like a just Roadhouse. Country. This is my girl Carrie. Carrie Underwood can 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 rock songs. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. There hasn't any. Don't judge me. There hasn't <laughs> been any done. just like country music though. There's always been some kind of collaboration, whether it's like Shania Twain, you know. And that's okay. I'm not trying. I mean, to that's fine. I, I'm just <laughs> saying that I've never seen. There's only been a few like full bands, like Neverwood Stones, U2, unfortunately, Paul McCartney. Huh. I'm trying to think if there's been a, like a Dolly Parton performance. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Nelson. Bruce Springsteen. That's what I'd get for next year. Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. What's Willie Nelson and Gore? Jason. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Fuck gonna, yeah. Can you imagine? That would be the greatest halftime show ever. I don't know. No, what's you got to flip that completely. It's gonna be like Jason Taylor. Jason Taylor. <laughs> the complete opposite end. It's gonna be like so fucking boring. Uh, it is gonna no, be so, we have Coldplay. You can't be any more boring it's than Coldplay. Be I'm so sorry. Boring next year. Jason Taylor's pretty boring. Is he? Jason Taylor mixed with Slipknot. All out life. Ah, <laughs> uh, fudge. Good times, that by all. Just do the Muppets. <laughs> yeah, do a Muppets one. Yeah. I like that. It'd be awesome, yeah, right? It would, it would absolutely be awesome. Kermit and Miss Piggy. Fuck yeah. The the freaking uh, chef rocking <laughs> some drums. Or no, no uh, what's his face? Animal. Animal rocking some drums. Have you seen the video of Animal and uh, Dave Grohl doing a drum battle? That one's funny. Oh, it's fucking magic. Exactly. This well, is then, gonna... then Dave Grohl has to be the devil in it. Yes. Then it'll be all yeah. set. Yeah. I mean, you're just making it better. Get some Jack Black action there. Gus G. Be fine. There we go. We open with Tenacious D. We go Beautiful. into like some Muppet medley. <laughs> I like it. We culminate with culminate with Dave Grohl <laughs> as the devil. <laughs> it's coming down from the. Yeah. Man. Then have the the after show played by Guar and Willie Nelson. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, greatest halftime show <laughs> ever. <laughs> Super Bowl gets lowest ratings. <laughs> right. In Forty years. Three people dead. We could actually hear the television. Muppet turning charged off. in manslaughter. Muppet, Muppet charged for manslaughter. 
They're all different colors from the Gore <laughs> Show. <laughs> fucking... Why? Why is Gonzo red? That's not right. Well, oh, Gonzo no. did tear through the uh, <laughs> the intestines of the first three Guar musicians. <laughs> Took them out. Took them out like a savage. No, I don't know what's going on anymore. It's a bloodbath. <laughs> blood sport. And only the Muppets are standing. <laughs> it's covered in blood. It's fucking beautiful, man. Uh, anyway, yeah. can we talk about some alcohol? Sure. Today's beer review is going to be brought to you by Super Fizzy Hoppy Goodness. Yes. Yeah, we don't really have a sponsor. Oh, damn. That's my, that's my fake. My, that's my fake sponsor. Damn. I'm Lean. Gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna go with. So, we had band practice two days ago. Nah. And our bassist actually brought this to me and said he would like me to discuss it on this episode. Yes. I won't say any names, but Bobby, you know who you are. He's just a bassist. Ooh. Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> no, he knows. He's, he's, he's I mean, he's a bassist. Of course <laughs> he knows. Of course he knows. <laughs> you know you're just a bassist, Bobby. <laughs> so I have, from Lawson's Finest Liquids... Sip of Sunshine. Uh-huh. I believe it's from Connecticut. Very bright. Very bright. Very uh. Indian Pale Ale IPA. So Lawson's finest liquids is a small art. I don't. Why is it liquids? That's such a bad word to use. Of whatever. Yeah, but it's it's better than fluids. I guess they're excretions. Sorry, solve that problem. Uh, they're located in Warren, Vermont, so semi close to us. Um. They produce an array of maple beers and unique creations, but this is this is not one of them. This is just uh, interesting. So this is a pale ale packed with juicy tropical fruit characters, uh, bright floral aromas, and delicate layers of hop flavor. I think it's gross, but <laughs> mm. just, I'm not an IPA person. I'm not. Oh, once again, the wrong person can see. I, clearly, I keep getting these. Not sure why. I was actually thinking, like, moving forward, maybe we should buy, like, the same six-pack, six and we'll get, like, the different ratings. So maybe if you are an IPA drinker, you can go you with Marcus's scores. And then if you're not an IPA it's, drinker, you can go it's, with... It's not horrible. I'm just not an IPA person. It's it's a very basic IPA in my mind. Oh, that's fucking silky smooth for an 8% alcohol by volume. <laughs> Your face totally says it all. <laughs> No, I'm like intrigued now. It's like, what the f? That's as far good, as like juicy IPAs go, that's like that's good, that's a high, high. Uh, ooh, ooh, that's dangerous. Uh, to each his own, my friend. <laughs> but oh, I won't. Myself, I would probably give it as an IPA standard. The fact that I don't like IPAs, I'd probably give it a three. I'll go right in the middle because I don't drink IPAs. But I drink. Yeah, I took like two sips. I'm at least at four and a half. <laughs> For 8% you missed it, Jay. He got a, a six yet uh, the other day. For eight percent alcohol six. by volume. Huh. Yeah. Perfect beer. Yeah. There's a per- there is a perfect beer out there. Mm-hmm. Yes, was, there is. It's called whiskey. Well, I was fe- <laughs> I was feeling it that day. Speaking of whiskey, I have brought. Uh, if anyone follows the Instagram, they know that I do have this. But yeah, like it is called playing, like, Viking drums, or, right? Like, it is called a walrus blood. It is. 
A blended whiskey flavored and colored with Hungarian oak cubes soaked in port wine. I just want to chew on the cubes. <laughs> 80 proof. It's like um, a cereal box. You have to drink all of it to get to the prize at the yeah, bottom. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, from a whiskey point of view, it's, it's, it's got a smooth finish. It doesn't have that gnarly anger that usually kills you. It's got a lingering heat. It's got the heat, but it doesn't have that really funky flavor at the end. It's, it's a decent, it's a nice sipping whiskey. Not, I mean, I think most whiskey sipping whiskey, but I mean, college rules are different nowadays. Uh, so whiskey should—it's smooth, it's delectable. Didn't have what? a didn't have what a horrible burn. Now, granted, I took a I took probably like a sliver of a finger, but mm -hmm. it's not bad at all. Good. Yeah. And you got some Irish yeah. red going on. Yeah, there. I went to Worcester. Worcester. We've uh, we've, had, we've, we've had we've had we've had some uh, Wormtown Brewery action before, but I've never um, I've never seen their Irish Red before. It's got a cool little leprechaun in the can. Uh, five and a half alcohol by volume. It's uh, it's an Irish style red ale. We're getting we're getting about that time with the uh, end of February, early March. Mm -hmm. About the uh, with mm -hmm. the red ales and the uh, you know the Quins of the Wachusetts. but Quins. so uh, Wormtown. It's pretty decent. I've been digging my beer lately, man. Better than Quinn's? No. Quinn's better. Quinn's is smoother. Quinn's is, is different. Yeah. So yeah. That's, an, that's an Irish, right? It's not a red, though, right? I don't believe it is, but yeah. I'd have to I'd have to go back. I look. know it's Irish for a lady. It's, um, it's an easier drink. Like, there's, there's actually a little bit of heaviness to this one. Okay. Like, so, um, if was, like, if I was going to compare it to a Killian's, Killian's is garbage. Yeah, Killian's is kind of gross. This is not garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Garbage is a strong word. I personally don't. Trash. Like Sorry. I, mean, I feel like there was a time in my life. I don't know. There was a time in my life where I did like Killian's, but like I, I don't know. I just grew away from it. Mm -hmm. There was something about it that just kind of kicked like me. Like me with Amstel. Oh, Amstel is like another beast of itself. What the hell's the matter with you people? <laughs> beer drinkers like beer my ass. That's uh, fucking horse piss. Is that a <laughs> butt light? Um, but. To uh, to rate this Wormtown, hey, they did they, they did a pretty decent job with this Irish Red. Like it's a, it's it's um, it does have like a little heaviness to it, but it's not like overbearing. It's very enjoyable. Comes in the four packs. It didn't break my wallet, which I appreciate. Maybe I just went to like the right the right store. Um, it was uh, Sperry's Liquors out of uh, Shrewsbury or Worcester, whatever side of the line you're on. Thank you, good guys out there. Thank you. Five points. Five points, huh? Oh. Yeah, I've been really, really been into the beers that I've been picking out lately. So it's been a, it's been a good batch, a good month. So awesome. So sweet. Anything to add, peeps? No, I think that's, that's pretty much it. All right, we're up against the clock. Sure. I know it says we have six minutes left, but I forgot to start it. Just kidding. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever avenue you guys find us on, thank you very much. I mean, we're out, we're out there. You got the iTunes, the Spotify, the Google Play, the Stitcher, the TuneIn, the um, iHeartRadio. Uh, yeah. the world. Hit, us up, hit us up with like, any feedback HMOA6PACK at gmail.com uh, Check out the website uh, The HMOA6PACK Dot Podomatic P-O-D-O-M-A-T-I-C dot net that is the, uh, That's our central hub You can find the episodes there You can find uh, news links, photos, upcoming events Etc, cetera, etc cetera. Um, Try to keep it as up to date as possible Again, we're uh, independent radio, so I do have day jobs. So uh, you know, bear with us if we're not. We're, if we're What's not that? 
we're not always 100% up to speed, but um, you know, it's a it's been a, it's been a cool project and uh, some 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 good stuff like coming together. You can also check out any featured artists that we've had on mm -hmm. the show like on that page, and I'm gonna try to um, really get some more stuff like linked up to those guys. But if you actually go on, they're all listed there with a photo, a brief description, and like ways to link to like all of their sites. And I mean, that's the important part. Like, go check out these bands mm -hmm. that like actually um, spend time with us, give us their uh, material and uh, and whatnot. A lot of uh, cool stuff coming up in future episodes. Uh, we got interviews. We got we got, as always, our riveting topics. <laughs> riveting. <laughs> riveting. So riveting. Wait, we do riveting. I guess so. Shit. I'm trying to talk it up, man. Let me let me oh, Google. Oh, ah! it. I got you. Let me Google it first, and then I'll let you know if it's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what riveting means. <laughs> I don't either. Isn't that like a costume from like the the riveting thing? <laughs> Rosie the Riveter. <laughs> yes. But other than that, we always appreciate you guys checking us out, hanging out with us, and uh, like I said, give us your feedback. If you have any opportunity, like go to any of those uh, outlets and actually like drop us a rating, because uh, you know ra ratings equal uh, ratings equal uh, new listeners and new mm -hmm. followers. And in, a, in this day and age of uh, social media and electronica, we definitely need those uh, reviews and followers. Just do it. Mm -hmm. Just do it, man. For fuck's sake. We give, we give. We ask for so little. The last thing that like I actually share. didn't mention, uh, go follow us on the Instagram at, at HMOA6PACK. Um, we can be found on like the Facebook. Give us a like there and uh, Twitter. Twitter. Dennis, anything? I think you pretty much got it all. All right. Listen to metal, drink beer, buy more albums so like cool rock bands can get on the Super Bowl. Yes. See ya. Bye. Peace. Is the end of this episode. Another fun-filled day in the world of heavy metal over a six-pack. This is Anthony, Marcus, and Jay signing off. See you next time.